0: okay welcome back everybody what has gone on in the world everything seems to have changed uh, and uh, jeff and i's life are definitely not the same as when we last left off
1: how you doing buddy i'm doing good uh i just i just want to make a note that you're sitting in the dark right now and uh i can't see I think, you uh
0: i think i think uh, we can see fine um I don't anyway, let's uh let's move on. This is a podcast, not a video cast, Jeff. As uh everybody knows, I don't think we have to worry about such small features as can you see me or not.
1: Oh man, it, it literally looks like you're sitting in a closet just doing this podcast.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh Sam. I may or may not have had a bike accident yesterday. And suffered serious lacerations to my face, and uh, luckily I was able to stop myself on the fall using only my face. So uh, the only thing that suffered damages was both my pride and, you know, any my forehead mostly. You know, lucky I had this big skull to stop the the blast.
1: Yeah. Do you want to tell them what the doctor said to you? As he was stitching you up?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. God. So I ended up having to get... So I was biking. Took a half day yesterday. And I was biking to see my cousin, who I hadn't seen in a while. And I, I don't know if I hit a pothole or what. But I went flying over my handlebars, slammed my head into the ground, gave myself a nasty crack. And the doctor, as he was stitching me up 16 stitches, said, uh, well, I can write you a note, but hopefully you're not a model uh, because your head looks like a swollen melon at this point. And um, yeah, doing better today, but I look like shit. I feel like shit. And you know, that's just where my life is right now.
1: Oh man. Wow.
0: But I did have a funny story to tell you. So obviously a lot of chaos going on in the world right now. And New York is not uh, immune to any of that. Obviously there's a lot of protests going on and some of them have gotten violent. Um, we can talk about all of that, but I was sitting in this hospital, shout out to uh, Woodhill, hospital in Brooklyn and I was sitting there and all of a sudden I'm in the trauma center I have a huge patch on my head I have my mask on none even despite all that you can just see the blood everywhere on my face I'm sitting in this hospital bed and they start wheeling in patients and these guys I notice are handcuffed to their hospital beds and all of a sudden, the cops start coming in with them. And some of these guys, one guy's just out cold. The other guy, you know, bandaged. One guy has a huge gash on his arm, uh, probably the biggest I've ever seen. But one guy, the last guy, gets wheeled in, and they kind of stops right in front of my bed. And this guy is just staring at me, <laughs> breaking eye contact. He's probably six feet away from me. And he's just looking up at me. I'm sitting up. He's kind of laying down and he's just staring at me and I'm out of it. And I'm kind of just staring at him. So we have this couple second interaction where we're just looking at each other in silence. All of a sudden, right before he gets wheeled away, he just puts a fist up and gives me a head nod. Like way to take it, bro. Way to take it. And I realize this guy thinks I have just been caught beaten, like he probably is just beaten, with a baton at one of these protests, when really I just went ahead over my handlebars and uh, unathletically slammed to the ground. But in case you're worried, there was no serious damage, they said, CAT scan came out negative, zero brain function as usual, thanks to my Neanderthalic skull, I'm uh I'm doing alright.
1: Oh, well, you know, I think uh I think I can speak for all of our loyal listener that uh we're we're happy you're okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, me too. You know, it's funny as I was laying on the pavement and I was kind of picking myself up and I had my hand over my you know, my various bleeding orifices. I uh I thought to myself I didn't close out My DraftKings position, luckily I looked up the next day and it hadn't, or the end of the day and it hadn't moved very much, but I definitely planned on getting out of DraftKings yesterday and now I'm still in it. Um, I got out this morning though, but man, a lot going on in the world.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe this would be a good time to kind of talk about the, the demonstrations, riots and protests and everything that's going on
0: yeah i i don't know i mean you're in chicago i'm in new york uh my brother's in la everything i mean what's insane about all this stuff is that i mean one i think it's fair to say that um the, for the most part most of these protests and mo- marches and things like that they seem to be peaceful peaceful they're loud and people are angry and I think rightfully so. Um, but uh, there has definitely been some of the few that have decided to take this kind of to the next level. And some of these protests have been absolutely unreal.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I mean, I've seen some video from Chicago, I've seen some video from New York. And, you know, I don't think that it's just the protesters that have escalated this by no- any means. I mean, some of the video footage of police officers obviously everybody's in a very tense situation but you know some of the force that's been used I mean you can't help but at least question whether or not this is effective or appropriate kind of protest kind of reaction to it like if this is the appropriate way to handle these situations um you know i saw one obviously i think everybody's seen it where the cops just driving down the street casually shooting tear gas or pepper spray out from the vehicle and it looks like everything in that situation is peaceful and you have to think to yourself what what is that guy doing you know just leaving a, a smoke spray trail of tear gas behind him but then you're also not seeing you're seeing what everybody wants you to see on their video, so you kind of have to keep that in mind. I think.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. My my personal experience here in Chicago has been, I it's been kind of all over the place. You know, I you know the protests broke out. Was it was it Sunday night? Uh, I think it was Saturday. Yeah it was it was one of those days and i remember i was i was actually in the hospital as people just started flooding into the streets and you know things were going wild and you know i was, i, I live maybe four blocks away from the hospital right um, but you know i'm right downtown chicago and then i started hearing that they were starting to raise the bridges you know and, and luckily you know the bridges aren't between me and home but then i started thinking like fuck like i all of a sudden it felt like yeah uh, i don't know like arkham city and batman and they were they were literally raising the bridges to keep the people in the this area and i'm like shit you know like if stuff starts to go wild i'm stuck here right you know and um yeah and so on my way home uh windows were broken out uh walgreens for some reason our target wasn't broken Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Walgreens, Whole Foods, just everything was just starting to shatter. And so like, I literally, what I did was I beelined it to the nearest liquor store, got a case of beer and just booked it home.
2: Right.
1: And, you know, from my apartment, I could see people, you know, I, I have a view of Lakeshore Drive, which is, I mean, technically a highway and people were just marching up that way. I could see downtown and people were marching everywhere over there. Um, I think that was probably the pinnacle of Chicago.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, we've
0: uh, we, we definitely seen that same thing in, in New York. And uh, I, I saw that some of the videos I'd, I'd seen from Chicago looked particularly bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that New York's been hit pretty hard. And you understand the anger and the violence, or the, the desire for violence. But some of this, I mean, could you imagine if you were a store yeah worker like what you would be doing if if you were that liquor store person who was having to stand their post you yeah. know continue to serve alcohol um and what what you would be thinking is as all this is going down and you've seen violence on innocent people uh which is you just can never condone but um i i do think a lot of the protests have also been peaceful and it does feel like there's a potential for some reform, which I think would be really beneficial. And we were actually on our way to, um, the Manhattan March on uh, yesterday. And of course I'm the only one, which did end up being a peaceful March uh, for the most part, from what I've heard. Um, but we were probably the only ones that didn't make it to the March and still got our ass kicked. And by that we, I mean me and, uh, so anyway, I, there was a funny, you know, we, we had, uh, some, uh, a friend over who's kind of our quarantine buddy through all of this. And she came over on Sunday. I makes grilling out. We're having this really deep conversation about race in America, tension, you know, all these moving things, talking about these protests and riots and, I mean, it was really eye-opening because it was one of the times where I realized, you know, you, I have done very little to actually make a change, you know, and I think a lot of millennials were getting to this point in our lives where we're now at a point where you can't expect the generation before you to make a change. You're now getting to the point where you're responsible for making a change, and which is very empowering and all that stuff, yada, 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 all the right conversations. And I think we started having a group, we were in a group chat and the dialogue started picking up there. And I think you shot me over because as everybody knows, we, it's been a couple days since we had our pod, but the last podcast we had, I had gone all in on everything and made, I think, some pretty crazy statements. I got bailed out from my previous week uh, woes. I said some prayers to Big Mama Money and she had provided me sanctity and I had doubled down on that. First thing I did. On Friday. I more DraftKings, more SE. And there was this moment Sunday night where you, I think you'd sent me a text being like, are you okay? And, you know, we're having this discussion, all these things. And I looked down, I'm like, what does he mean? And then I start piecing it all together. And all of a sudden it just hit me the worst Sunday scaries I have ever experienced in my life. When I realized, I, I literally put my hand in my head, and, or my head's in my hand, and I, I just sat there. And my girlfriend, Lizzie was, puts her hand in my head and goes, are you all right? Literally thinking I'm crying <laughs> from, from a moving conversation. And I realized I am so overexposed. I did not take into account the systemic racism that's in this country <laughs> and the implications of that. And so my hand, my head is in my hands. I'm literally walking through every holding that I have in my portfolio and the two main things I'm exposed to DraftKings, a complete retail fireball waiting to happen, you know, Uh, A complete bubble waiting to happen. And retail, which is obviously completely susceptible to, you know, forced shutdowns, martial law, breaking. Luckily, I didn't own any Target. I was just thinking in my head, selfishly, I am totally screwed for Monday. Uh, Luckily, I woke up Sunday or Monday morning the damage was honestly somehow markets go up. I think I guess we have J pal to thank for that. Is that where the the credits go? The market has steadily moved up the last three days or the, yeah, the last three days without any hesitation, despite COVID outbreak going on race riots across the country. Uh, you know, questions with China, all these things. And the market just keeps moving up, which is just unbelievable. But one thing I did realize my takeaway is I never want to be that worked up ever again with my investment portfolio where, I mean, my intestines were just concrete. I was literally, literally shitting bricks. I could have built myself a new apartment. But, you know, so far we've gotten through it and, uh, you know, we keep marching on.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible how the market really has not flinched at all during all this. And, you know, small businesses are hurting from this. And it's, it's I don't know, I, the best way I can describe it is just this FOMO of, missing this continued climb. Like, I really think that that is just what continues to drive this. Um, I mean, Mayor Lori Lightfoot over here in Chicago, with all the stuff that's going on, we're still opening up today. Right. You know, like, it's, I don't know, I I, I don't know how bad the protests are now, but like, we are full speed ahead in reopening. My gym's going to reopen. Restaurants are opening back up. It's, it's crazy because like yesterday I was walking downtown, I was looking for um uh, I'm looking for office space, I was walking down in the loop, and everything is boarded up, like there is plywood on every single window on the ground level, and there was no one down there and it's just like it seems like the city is braced for the worst, and yet we're still moving forward, and I think that's kind of where the market sentiment is too it's like yeah this is just a little tiny blip that is largely just going unnoticed.
0: Right. Yeah. And I, and I think you have to take in the fact that, you know, media is sensationalized to some degree um, on both sides. So, you know, I think you always have to take in where we are in a circular loop, you know, kind of a circular feedback loop. You, you're going to get what you want from your media and it's going to be sensationalized, you know, whether you're on the left or the right. There really is nobody who, to me, seems to give kind of a, an, you know, put everything in perspective. So I think you're right. From, a, from an economy standpoint, I don't think we're really impacted that much from what's going on. Um, but, you know, things could get worse, I guess. I think, I think the, honestly, the bigger things threatening the economy is what's going on in China and yeah. some of the uh, pushbacks and heated tensions that are going on there. What's going on in, you know, on the streets, while while important from a social standpoint, I don't know that it's necessarily impacting the economy all that
2: much.
1: Um, yeah, and you know, I obviously we're not a news outlet and I, I think us trying to recap any sort of understanding of what the fuck is going on with China, I just, I don't know. You guys to.
0: got Wall Street journals. You know, pick up the paper. Tell yeah. us what's going on.
1: Uh,
0: so, yeah, absolutely. But what we do know is that, uh, I mean, we've been mo- we've been moving money around. That's for sure. We had. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about any of. I know we both have a couple of hot picks that we like, and. We, have I think, completely gotten out of SE and DraftKings. I mean, I still own the stock on SE, but are you still in? Are you out there, or where, where are you at? Well, the- I,
1: uh, I may have bought another DraftKings uh, call today.
0: Good. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Good you
0: man, yeah, it's, getting hungry.
1: And it's down five percent. So you know, I'm just, I'm just waiting for that to come up. I know it's going to come back up. I agree. I hundred uh, percent agree. I think I think the biggest I just ha- I think with the first thing that we have to cover is uh, genius brands. Oh
0: man. Genius brands. I hope you guys are in it. Hope you didn't sell out too early like dingbat Jeff
2: over here.
1: <sighs> yeah, and uh, so just to talk about it a little bit, it's been it's been on the radar for a good part of a month. Like people started picking up on this while this was below a dollar and they started saying, Hey, my kid watches these cartoons. So like for people that don't know, genius brands is a, I don't know if you would want to call them a marketing company or they're just, they're just a content company that makes cartoons and live shows for kids. And I I think, I think some of their brands are like psycho bunny, um, I think they spell cartoon with a K.
0: Warren Buffett's secret millionaire club.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's like Warren Buffett, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I forget who else. But there's just it's just like a star-studded. Yeah, James. Yeah, and they're they're starting streaming June fifteenth. You know, but I, I, th- I think
0: they've started streaming yet.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I'm just kind of piecing together information right. about this company, but yeah. I mean, about a month ago. I read this one post that said, Hey, guys, check this brand out. Like, my kid loves this shit. And this was probably one of it was maybe 50 cents. Wow. And I, I was reading this, and I was like, Oh, fuck your, or, you know, screw your kid. Like, I, you know, yeah. that's not going to, that's no indicator of what this, what yeah. this stock is going to do. And, you know, every so often it's just like, you know, here and here. And then, you know, you can start to see it's picking up some momentum. And it was this weekend. I forget I forget what it was, but there was maybe like four or five that four or five things that I saw to indicate like, okay, this thing's about to launch off. And I, I think the I think the thing that really made a mark on me was uh have you have you seen those memes where they compare the Simpsons, like they say the Simpsons predict whatever. Right,
2: right.
1: There's this, there's this Simpsons meme where the Springfield school is playing, literally they're playing a school named GNUS. Right. And they, they put it up there and they said, it's a sign, go all in. Right. And for some reason that was it. Like that's, that's just all the confirmation I needed to say like, okay, like definitely 100%. Right. And, so I can't remember if I bought on Friday or if I bought on Monday, but I bought in at like 250 or okay. something. And you know, overnight it went up about 50%. And I went over to you, Sam, and I said, Hey, check this out. It's like, it's doing pretty good. I think it might be tapped out. It was about, yeah, it was about like three, three fifty. I was like, Sam, you know, look at this. Yeah, you know, I made a, a small little chunk of change on this. I don't know. And Sam, what did you do as soon as I told you about it?
0: I bought it. I mean, well, I, so I had seen it a few, a little bit too on, you know, the, on some of the threat news threads, yeah. but yeah, exactly. You, t- you told me about it. I looked it up. I saw Warren Warren Buffett's secret millionaires club. This man is literally on Warren Buffett is one of the characters. He's a active role in the show. I'm all in. Unless yeah. you hate America and you hate Warren Buffett, who is one of the great American staples, who's not going to want their kid to watch a show made up by the world's greatest investor? And uh, they're basically doing entrepreneurial things. I love the premise. I bought. I put about 500 bucks in it. I think I bought it at about three even. Yeah. And now it's trading at 637
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... I got, again, classic Jeff move. I got nauseous. Like, literally, I was up almost 100%. And I said, there's no way this can go any further up because all of our experiences with any other penny stocks has gone to show, like, it will move up maybe 300%, which we were pretty much at. And I said, this is it. And so I bailed.
0: Right. Oh, and Painful.
1: Yeah, it's it's literally up another three hundred percent, pretty much.
0: Yeah, this thing is is really taking off now. It's kind of one of those questions. I took away some of my some of the gains. I was up one hundred fifty percent at one point, point. Um, and I realized maybe a third of that, two thirds of that. Uh-huh. I've got about five hundred bucks in it still. Um, the thing is. I, the reason I really like this stock, I mean, it makes it hard to buy anything that's been up this much this quickly. And, you know, I think a similar play is Mark where the story works really well, but anything that's been up this much, you have to justify, is it worth what I'm paying for? You know, are the potential earnings going to be just, is the price going to be justified by the potential earnings once the earnings reports come through? And you know this firm hasn't even really launched yet, so it can get definitely get too frothy. But people are watching on regular platforms, and I, apparently they're loving it. So I think that's a really big sign. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I don't know. I'm keeping a little bit in there, but I'm definitely hesitant to uh, you know put too much more back in. Yeah. It doesn't seem doesn't seem to be slowing down.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, the real, at this point, you know, like I think it's proven that this has not been a pump and dump as so classically these penny stocks are, you know, I think the real question is like, is this a buy and hold? Right. You know, and it's it starts to change into this next territory because it, it seems fairly evident that this has, this has backings of more than just retail investors. Right. You know, yeah,
0: I, I, I would agree there. Um, and I mean, some of the moves that we've seen, you know, some of the moves we saw today, it was up 15%. And all of a sudden it was up, it increased another 40%. So like, it's obviously seen pretty large inflows and volumes are pretty high. But it is getting pretty frothy now. It's definitely a, a stock I would take a look at if, you know, uh, I think it's validated. Kind of like Mark in the sense that I think Mark, has some credible growth opportunity. Mm-hmm. But my bet with Mark right now is that if you look at the rise that it's seen over the you know last several weeks, it's astronomical. Mm-hmm. So the question is, does the price justify the earnings or do the earnings justify the price? And so I, I'm not sure on that. But I don't think it is a pump and dump like, you know, a lot of people. Well, like I originally thought. Looking at it more, and some some people have reached out to me and shown me the air in my ways. But uh, I definitely don't think that it's a pump and dump anymore. Uh, I just don't know that it's, you know, at three hundred times what it was trading at a month and a half ago. If it really makes sense. For if it's you know not going to continue to keep going down,
2: right, so right.
0: I've continued to hold my put, but I wonder if we're maybe bottoming out here because it's up three percent today. It's the first time it's been up in several days. Yeah. So definitely a stock to take a look at if you're not familiar with that. Uh, Mark is basically a uh, how would you describe it? a technology company that is building kind of infrared temperature readers. For you know large event spaces. So Win put out a video a while back. Uh, Win Casinos put out a, a video and basically saying that they were partnering with Mark, which is Remark Holdings. And there's also been on their earnings call a week or so back, they had mentioned that they had partnered with several Chinese cities to provide some of these technologies. Um, and some people are rumoring that I guess there's a potential partnership with Disney, which would be oh. obviously huge. Oh yeah. So um, if that is the case, then, you know, this thing could really take off. That's something to look into. I haven't confirmed the Disney aspect. Mm. So I'm, I'm trying to look into that, but if that's the case, I would, I would maybe flip out. I've made a little bit of money on this put, I was thinking about holding it to, and just realizing it.
2: But, oh, right.
0: But I think I might sell out of it and I could easily flip into a long holding investor.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you just have to make sure that you end in the money.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I'm still in the money. I mean, uh, it's currently trading at 231 and I have it. Uh, it's so it's in the money about 20 cents. So I have the the strike on my put is about two fifty.
2: Yeah.
1: Any uh, recently? Any other stocks that have been catching your eye?
0: Um, yeah, uh, there's been a few. Uh, one is uh, this was a friend of ours shot this over to us. Uh, it's T J X, which is the holding company for uh, T J Maxx. And the only reason I bring that up, uh, also I bought in, is just because the retail play I think that's still taking off, and mm-hmm. they're a really financially sound company. Um, they've got a lot of cash flow on hand to kind of clear them through for the next several months if things are slow to pick up. They have a lot more cash on hand than some of these other retail brands. Mm-hmm. so so far I've stayed away from the retail brands at, that are you know uh shopping centers that sort of thing and what i've really bought into is restaurants um that's done pretty well Uh, i'm up big today on that but the only retail brands that i own right now is the tj maxx and one uh, you know target is another one i wish i would have got into but um So that's definitely one. I would take a look at that if you're looking for more retail in the portfolio. Also, uh, ticker DIN, I bought that today as well.
1: You bought more DIN?
0: Well, I didn't actually have DIN in the portfolio. For some reason, I'd sold out of it. When I went went all the cash and got uh, got terribly left behind by the markets, I forgot to re-up on DIN.
1: Yeah, and, re- remind- and Cake.
0: Cake's about to take off. It's up 12% today. It's oh. one of the few that's been trailing. Um, also Play, P-L-A-Y, uh, Dave and Busters. The only reason I mention that is just because it got whacked a while back on fears that it was going to have to uh, renegotiate and restructure some of its debt. Mm. But they've gotten that fix squared away. Apparently they've you know, done some raised capital through Jeffries. Yeah. So it sounds like they've gotten their balance sheet pretty much squared away and it's trading at a discount. Dang. So,
1: they are up 18% today.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wow. And re- remind me who, what, who's a part of DIN? Who's a part of Dine brands?
0: Um, yeah. Dine is, I believe. Applebee's. Applebee's. And I th- is Olive Garden in there as well?
1: IHOP. I IHOP.
0: IHOP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. if, you, if you don't think that we're going to be – that the Midwest is, is going to go back to cooking their own steaks and making their own pancakes, I think you're crazy. So um, I'm a fan there. I'm, I'm a big advocate <laughs> in both of those.
1: Yeah. I mean, just, just comment on TJ Maxx. Like, TJ Maxx owns – TJ Maxx, obviously. Marsh uh, – is it Mar? No, it's not Marshall's.
0: Yeah. I think it is uh Marshall's
1: home goods,
0: H- home goods. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, whenever you look at the structure of like what they sell compared to like other boutiques and stuff, like a lot of the stuff that they have are, you know, they don't, they're the products that they sell really don't have any other outlet to be sold. Like all those home goods and stuff, like, you know they're they're really not going to be sold in, in on any other platform. Their clothing, you know, obviously they get like very discounted sales stuff. Right. So I mean, their overhead there is pretty low. So, um, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I I can definitely see why TJ Maxx would have been a later play because you have to go in pretty much to get any sort of revenue from them.
0: Right, 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 right. And it's a discount. You know, one of the other ones that I hold, which is SIG, which is basically. The K Jewelers Conglomerate, Um, big fan of those brands, but those are also a little bit more luxury items, you -hmm. know, diamonds, jewelries, that type of thing. And you have to imagine that a lot of people have been hit pretty hard, uh, especially some of the people who might've been shopping there. So I've been, I haven't added to that position. I still think it's, it's a good position. And I think it's still pretty discounted from where it was three months ago, which is kind of my big barometer. is yeah. just buying discounts. What still has discount over the last three months and hasn't had a major disruption to its business model?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the one that we thought, have you seen Jets the last couple of days?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Oh, take a look, my friend. Take a look. We may have missed the boat on that one. It's up uh, quite a bit from its lows. And I think we sold out pretty close to the lows that we'd seen. It's up 4% today and it just keeps moving. Uh, I think it's up 30% over the last month.
2: Yeah. Hmm.
0: But, you know, still a lot of room to run. So I think the big question is how concerned are people with travel post COVID. And I, I'm starting to err on the fact that if you think people are less concerned, I think, I think people are more eager to travel, more eager to get back to normal life. And I think they're trusting in the fact that these masks work for them. I mean, maybe that's, a, a, a. I heard that cases in LA rose quite a bit since Memorial Day.
1: Yeah, I, I heard that there was a, there was actually a county that had to reclose down. One. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: Well,
0: that is a little bit concerning. I mean, that's the thing everybody fears. But what's crazy is that since Memorial Day, New York seems to those numbers seem to continue to go down.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you know the mayor's overly uh conservative there or what, but yeah, I, I did see that there was one that shut back down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, on the I, you know on the Jets, I you know unlike I'm I know that comparing Jets to TJ Max is like comparing apples to bicycles, but right. uh, I mean the thing about Jets is that I think after this it's caused a pretty dis- big disruption to their overall structure. Like unlike TJ Max, right. where I think you told me the statistic where they could go for how long like without really putting any sort of dent in their overall cash I think it's
0: like 6 8 months or something like that
1: yeah yeah you know for for a company like united they're hemorrhaging money you know they're they're ready to the point where they're giving their employees um i think it's called vsa voluntary something absence or something they're they're offering people to get furloughed um, like right. there's huge restructuring and I think all the CEOs across the board have all said like, we're not going to be the same company that we were pre COVID. Right. You know, yeah. so they're, they're very fragile. I, you know, yes, there is a huge, there's a big gap between where they were 52 week highs and now. Um, but I don't know if it's safe to say that once travel resumes that they will go back up to that point.
0: Right. And, th- and that's kind of the big argument that Buffett had against it. I mean, you saw a lot of people walk out, a lot of institutional, the quote unquote smart money walk out of,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: walk out of airlines. But uh, jets and retail definitely seem to be going the play of opening things back up. There's definitely been a a rebound. And I guess the question is, yes, it'll probably never be the same, uh, but, how much room does it have to correct? Right. Uh, so that that's the big question, and there's is a lot of retail investors that are out there behind it. I don't know that that should give you peace of mind, but it definitely seems to be a strong retail play right now. So I think it has some room to run, but I agree. I would. There's still some hesitation there. Right. What about you? You looking at anything interesting?
1: Yeah. So I'm going to bring up. I'm I'm almost going to embarrassingly bring up a stock because to tell you the truth, I have no idea what it is. Oh, nice. Uh, the stock is F S L Y. The company's name is Fastly. Um, you know, I don't think either of us are tech guys really. And I can't really figure out what this is. I can't tell if it's a zoom like company. I can't tell if it's a, I don't know what it is. They mentioned the word SDK, software development kit, cloud mm. platform, image optimization. It's, to me, it's all smoke and mirrors. I, I really have no idea. The reason I got on this was because, oh man, this is really embarrassing to tell you guys. Um, I was on SE, Like I was looking at SE. I was trying to figure out, okay, you know, SE's done really good things. I'm really proud of it. Uh, you know, do I bail? Do I just keep stock? Whatever, and you go down. You know, and on Robinhood, you get the you get the eleven analysts say earnings related lists, and then you say people also bought.
2: Right, 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 right.
1: Okay, so people also bought. You know, you have DocuSign, DataDog, Shopify, Etsy, like some of these stuff that I know, and they come across fastly. And on that specific day, it had jumped like twelve percent. And so just looking at it, in the past month it's up 142. And it kind of has this parabolic or I, I don't know, logarithmic curve to it that we've been seeing in DraftKings SC and whatever. Um again it seems like it's a startup. I have no idea what it does. So I bought two calls on it. Yeah <laughs>
0: Nothing like a blind leap of faith. Yeah. Well, if anybody's got any feedback on it, it'd be great to hear. Uh, We can keep digging on it. But um, what is the – how have you done on those calls? When did you buy those?
1: So I bought those on – I think I bought them on Monday, June 1. Yeah, I bought them on Monday. Uh, Right now I'm up 23% total. Nice. So it's, it's chugging. It's chugging. You know, I think, I think the thing that makes me less nervous about this company is that I haven't read much about it on the forums and whatever. So, like, I feel like there's less volatility due to hype.
2: Right.
1: That literally just scares me off. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for some reason, I find myself much more comfortable holding this call closer to the, closer to the expiry date.
0: Yeah, and what, were, what kind of uh, calls were you
1: buying on this? Uh, so I'm doing about a month and a half out to July 17th. Right now it's trading at 50. Um, the strike price is at 60. So, you know, got about 20% still to climb in about a month and a half. Uh, with that being said, in the past week it's gone up 27%. Right. Um,
0: uh, it has a decent amount of volume in it. Um, would you say that, uh, what, were the, what were some of the prices that you were seeing on screen for those? Uh,
1: so I bought in at about 175 and to tell you the truth, like, even as late as yesterday, it went down to 120 Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I kind of wish I did double down at that point, but, you know, now it's, now it's rebounded back up to $210. Um, yeah, hopefully it just keeps, keeps on climbing. Nice. Well done. Um,
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, I think that's where that's pretty much most of our portfolios at this point. Um, I think the retail uh, movement is continuing to be strong. I'm kind of refocusing that. I'm pretty much out of all options right now, Um, but looking for some new plans, maybe, FSLI might be my, might be a new game, a new SE, but I would say SE and DraftKings to me, I think DraftKings is is moving back up. I I definitely don't think that run is over, but SE has got me really nervous right now. Mm -hmm. It's had a big run yesterday, but it's starting to kind of waver. have days of ups and downs. And uh, so I'm kind of looking for something else. Uh, so definitely looking for some new option plays if anybody has them my my kind of strategy over the last couple days or last couple weeks has been just kind of this momentum find find something with some strong upward momentum buy some calls that aren't you know too far out of the money and just kind of try making money off that yeah if anybody has uh good good strategies out there good good tickers
2: let us know
1: yeah i i kind of i mean i guess to close out the the episode i wanted to ask you what your what your overall feelings are like we've i I think the most recent transition that we did was first you know like right before we started the podcast we were trying to figure out okay what's the next we were trying to say okay what's discounted and what has the most acceleration potential right right We, we were trying to say okay let's start at the bottom and go up and then right about when we started the podcast, we said, okay, instead of trying to figure out which one's going to go up, let's hop on the train. Like let's hop on this moving train and jump off it, you know, before right. it crashes. Right. Like what what's your overall feeling then? Cause I mean, to tell you the truth, I think you've by far had more success with this momentum. I mean, we're we're going to call it just momentum options trading.
0: Right. Yeah. And Yeah, absolutely. I think I've gotten, but you you have to have the ability to stomach it. I mean, it is the equivalent of picking up pennies in front of a steamroller. (laughs) That's good. You are, you're just grabbing them off the the bottom of the pavement, hoping you don't get ran over. Yeah. I've definitely gotten burnt, but some of that's just from me being a little bit too aggressive. I think you could be a way, way more calm and disciplined and kind of limit your exposure but I think it works, you know, and I think it, for this reason, I think we are having a resurgence in retail investing that we haven't seen since the dot-com boom. Mm. So if you're in certain, there's certain names, I think Jets is a big retail play. DraftKings, obviously, SE, obviously. I mean, if you put these, We've looked at it. You and I have looked at it. If you put these charts next to each other, they're not 100% accurate, but the DraftKings SE chart right next to it looks freaking identical. When you can tell when people start selling out because they're getting to this point of just kind of peak frothiness. I think as soon as somebody sees some volatility, their retail investors. They're guys like you and me. They're saying, Why am I in all this exposure? Let me just tap out now. And they tap out across their portfolios. And so you kind of see them dip together. Right. Um, I think that's the result of probably what you would see in the dot-com boom when day trading first really came about. Yeah. People have time, people have money, and people have the means to do it via technology. Mm -hmm. And I think money is pouring into some of these stocks and propping them up. Which can be good. I mean, it's kind of like saying, you know, UAVS was one of the first ones that we came across. Mm-hmm. You, if you can get out before everybody else gets out, you're doing okay, you know, but it, it becomes this game of like, how much more can you do? It's kind of like playing Jenga or something. Right. So um, I think something with strong volumes is what I'm looking for on Upday's are you seeing strong upward movement with strong relative volume? Yeah. And if you are seeing that, to me, that, sig- that signals high conviction. And, and lately, a lot of the volume on DraftKings has been on the downward side. Mm. And SE, it's been upward movement, but little volumes. So mm. I've kind of been hesitant of SE. I think we're going to have, you know, a week or two ago, in SE, we saw a big sell-off over two days, and then we saw a pop back up, Right, a rally in SE. I think we'll see something like that in DraftKings, two or three days of this. And then we'll see some upward trending momentum. They'll hit old highs, and it'll start taking off again. But I'm not doing anything. I've decided until I start seeing volumes come back.
2: Yeah, so, yeah. But, I, mean, but
0: I, I think it's really hesitant, and and I realize now, I, I want to make sure I keep, you know, the one buy and hold strategy I have is the retail game. And yeah. so I'm just holding that, and then trying to find various steamrollers to throw myself in front of, and try to pick up as many coins as I can before it hits.
1: Yeah, the the, the closer you get to the steamroller, they they start turning into quarters and half dollars.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's good uh, for now. I I think I'm good with it, but if anybody, you know, I just want to say thanks to the people that have shot out some good feedback for us, you know, give us some critiques, you know, we want this to be a pod for you, everybody out there for the listeners. Uh, So if you have feedback, if you have things you liked, things you didn't let us know, and especially if there's stocks you want us to look into we're turning, we're turning our focus on that. We'll, uh, we'll tell you what we're able to dig up. Um, I think we're going to add a maybe an IPO segment to this because mm-hmm. I think we've gotten some good feedback, some, some interest on that. So that's coming. And, yeah, anything else you guys want to hear? We need to do a pennies update.
1: Uh, oh, sure. Maybe,
0: maybe we'll do that tomorrow.
1: Penny um, stock
2: Thursdays.
0: Penny stock Thursdays.
2: With Jeff and Sam. <laughs> So it's coming.
0: All good things in the works. So thank you, everybody.
2: Yeah. All right. All right,
0: man. We'll talk to you later. Bye.